0: I'm Jasmine Moradi, and you're listening to the Queens of Tech podcast, a podcast series about raising the voice of workplace champions. 60-plus questions in around 30 minutes with women, non-binary, and transgender influencers about their journey into STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. I started the Queens of Tech podcast initiative in May 2022, because I would like to retain more women, non-binary and transgenders in the tech industry. Talent is out there, but our work environment needs to improve for all to feel safer, stay authentic and to be valued for our contributions. My vision is to raise the workplace ecosystem for all in the tech industry by killing the imposter syndrome, stopping bad behavior and increasing equity opportunities. Each podcast talk is built around 60 plus questions regarding upbringing, education, career path, DEIB, and future advice. My mission is to bridge the gap between schools and workplaces by getting to the heart of my guests' personal life and career journey to inspire other girls, women, non-binary and transgenders to unleash their full potential to reach top leadership roles in the tech industry. My goal is to raise the voice of tech champions around the world and together with companies, investors, and politicians, raise the challenges and opportunities around equity, inclusive diversity, and belonging in our workplaces. Enough is enough. I would like to enforce companies to build a sustainable inclusive culture, to retain diverse talent, so we keep the workplace power equity to continue building future diverse and inclusive products your voice matters. In this episode, I'm very excited to welcome a guest, tech queen Beverly Clark, education consultant, coach, and author. Hi, Beverly. Hi, Jasmine. I'm very happy
1: to have you joining us from UK today. How are you? I am very well. Thank you so much for inviting me to talk on this podcast with you today.
0: Glad to hear. Now, let us dive into your journey into STEM. Hope you're ready for the Queens of Tech 60 plus questions. I am. Let's warm up with a few fun facts about you. How would you describe your personality in three hashtags? Ambitious, optimistic, friendly. How would you describe your life in three sentences? A journey of learning and discovery. What kind of music stimulates and motivates
1: you the most? Lots of different genres, so rock music at the gym, pop music in the car. It depends on the mood, any music, really. What is your personal motto? Keep going. That's the only option. What is your favorite book? Apart from the ones that I've written, any motivational books to inspire. What is your favorite podcast? Apart from this one, Jasmine, Desert Island Discs.
0: Thank you very much. Mac or PC? PC. There is something interesting
1: about you that most people don't know. I climbed Ben Nevis, the highest peak in the United Kingdom, last summer and got caught in a storm at the summit and then another on the way down. What is your hidden talent? I'm quite a good cook.
0: If you were going to write a book about your life, what would the title be?
1: This is my life, Beverly Clark, 50 years of learning. Great start. Now, let us
0: dig deeper. Our childhood has an effect on our adulthood. Our early experiences shape our belief about ourselves, others, and the world. Now I want to discover your childhood. Where did you grow
1: up? In three countries. Guyana, the Bahamas, and England. Wow. What was your dream job as a child? Dentist or archaeologist.
0: What was your favorite subject in school? I've got three. Computing, geography, and biology. What was your least favorite subject? English. What is your earliest memory of technology and the arrival of the internet? Seeing a computer
1: at the age of 12 and then starting to understand the internet while well, I was at university in the very early days of the internet. Which were the three first technology
0: gadgets you owned?
1: I came to tech quite late, but they are and were a Walkman, the radio and the iPod.
0: Who was your female role model growing up and why?
1: My mom, and she still is. And I know her, she's got a journey of migrating from Guyana in South America to give me a better life. She's made lots of sacrifices and then she eventually became a head teacher here in England. How do
0: you think where you grew up and the school you went to and the generation you come from influence your education
1: and career choice? My family has a saying to do better than the generation before you. So my formative years in Guyana and the Bahamas, it was always about education.
0: Very interesting. Now I'm going to read two quotes. First one, how does the universe expect me to choose a career path at 16? I can't even choose what I want for dinner. Second, Abraham Lincoln said, I quote, the best way to predict your future is to create it. I want to know the choices behind your career path. Where and what did you study at university?
1: I studied at South Bank University in London and I studied computing studies. Who and what influenced you to get into your choice in field? My teacher at school my computing teacher, Mr. McNulty. What professional roles have you had before that led you to the current one? I was a teacher. I worked in corporate IT as a team leader. I must be head of department while teaching. And I've also most recently been national manager for an organization here in England. What do you do as an educational consultant? I have three strands. So I consult, which means writing resources, speaking. I also coach and mentor and I write. I am an author for adults and children. What does a typical workday look like for you? Start with checking my social media and the news. And then I get stuck into tasks and I also try to go for a walk or go to the gym and then continue with more work before enjoying the evening.
0: I love the quote, choose a job you love and you will never have to work a day in your
1: life. What do you love about your role? Flexibility, creativity, meeting lots of interesting and inspiring people. What is the best experience you've had in your role so far? Any examples? I'd say winning Tech Women 100. I was an award winner last year and also a double award winner. I won the Small Business Sunday Award run by former Dragon's Den entrepreneur Theopafitis.
0: And what is the biggest challenge you've encountered so far and how did you tackle that?
1: At one point in my life, I was a single parent and I had to balance home, work, my children's needs, running a department to school. And thanks to a very good network of people, I was able to make it all work for all of us.
0: What do you wish everybody understood about your role?
1: I'm the leader of my own destiny and I have to chase opportunities. Nothing comes to you. You've got to go out and put yourself out there every day. What is the one common myth about your professional field that you want to disapprove? The computing is all about coding or it's for a certain type of person. What do you love about working with the tech industry? Being involved in change, societal changes, and hopefully societal changes that are going to make life better for everyone. Oprah Winfrey said, I
0: quote, Think like a queen. A queen is not afraid to fail. Failure is another stepping stone to greatness. What have by far been your biggest achievement in your career?
1: Apart from a Tech Women 100 Award winner, this year I'm also a UN Women Delegate for the UK. I've just come off the back of two weeks of that and that's been really inspirational. And meeting lots of other women across the world, it's all been online, and also hearing their stories and being able to tell those stories, really, really.
0: So what is the biggest factor that has helped you become successful? in your success habits?
1: Consistency, reliability, Trying and try again if it doesn't work and learning, really learning from your experiences. And how do you measure your own performance at work? Feel good factor, influence and also money.
0: What is your biggest failure in your career and what did you learn from it?
1: Many years ago, I started a small candle business and it didn't work because i had no sales strategy so i learned you've got to invest in your sales strategy and how do people find out about you so every day you've got to ensure that you're out there promoting yourself what is inspiring and motivate you the most in your role and career right now to inspire a generation of young people to do their very best and to understand technology and also working with a wide variety of clients
0: Let us now jump into the influence of mentors, role models, champions, and sponsors. Role models can consciously or subconsciously be a powerful force in our lives. In addition, champions can stand up and advocate for us and open up the world of possibilities. Sponsors match emerging talent with leaders and influential employees who can help us move ahead in our careers. Do you have a mentor, champion, or a sponsor today?
1: Yes, four different areas, Jasmine. For example, with my authoring, Sue Atkins, a TV parenting expert, she's fantastic. She nurtures the book club. She nurtures me. She points out things that I should be interested in that would help me within my authoring career. So I find her very helpful as a mentor. And I'm also currently seeking mentors for some of the other areas. And mentorship does, has changed throughout my life and does continue to change. But at different times, you need different people along your journey.
0: Who is the female role model you look up to in your field?
1: Currently with tech, it's Vanessa Vallelli, and she is the woman that set up Tech Women 100 and with a commitment to showcasing and highlighting women in tech through a variety of um, awards that go on across the year. But I think that's really inspirational. She's used her platform and she's an OBE to showcase women in, across the technology sector.
0: History shows that it has been more common for men having mentors, champions and sponsoring business than women. So how important do you think it is to have
1: a mentor, champion, and sponsor
0: during one's career?
1: Very, very important. They help you to navigate, to on things, and just to give you that push that you need, that confidence. Let's move on to leadership. Adena Friedman, president and CEO
0: of Nasdaq, said, I quote, Empowering those around you to be heard and valued makes a difference between a leader who simply instructs and one who inspires. What does
1: leadership mean to you? I'd say perseverance, role modeling, and vision. And what do you consider good versus a bad leader? I'd like to think I've been a very good leader. So a leader who inspires, listens, and shows vision and shares that vision. Very important sharing. Bad starts to micromanage or starting to get involved in too many of the management tasks to understand that demarcation between leadership and management. And if it's not fully understood, I think that could become a conflict.
0: Who is your favourite female tech leader and why?
1: Anne-Marie Immafiden. She is the CEO, the head of STEMETS, an organisation here. And she was the youngest person to get a GCSE, to go to university, to get a degree in computer science. And I've heard her speak and it really made me up my own game, really. I find her and I still do continue to find her very inspirational. How would you describe yourself as a leader? Adaptable, a good communicator, effective and a good listener, transparency.
0: And as a leader, what values are most important to you?
1: Raising others up, honesty and trust. What leadership lessons have you learned that have formed you into the leader you are today? When you suffer setback, consider what you've learned and then dust yourself off, get up, keep going, my motto, keep going and be adaptable. What are your three strengths and three weaknesses? Ooh, this is a good one. Strengths, let's go strengths first self awareness, dependable, and empathy. And weaknesses, interesting. I can be a bit impatient, but equally, that's a strength because I do get things done. Let us now jump into the hottest topic in business today, workplace
0: culture, unlocking the power of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, your
1: expertise area. What does DEIB mean to you personally? I would say diversity means seeing lots of differences at work, at defense, just promoting the work of a whole range of different people, just that presence of seeing people, and then just not seeing them, but seeing them in actively involved, I'd say that's what I see is diversity and inclusion. With equity also, I'd say one of the roles I have is as a trustee of the Learning Foundation and as an ambassador for the Digital Poverty Alliance. And we work to get devices and connectivity for everyone before 2030 and to basically end digital poverty by 2030. So I'd say the whole equity piece is really important there to ensure that everyone has that access they need to be successful.
0: What do you consider being three to five signs of good company culture if you were to join a company?
1: Investing in employees, the opportunity for growth for those employees once you've invested in them, and also the celebration of success of those employees.
0: As a woman, what has been the most significant barrier in your career and how have you overcome these challenges?
1: I would say not wishing to work a five-day week. And many opportunities have not been present because of not wishing to work a five-day week. I mean, I offer a three to four-day week, hence I do work for myself. Being self-employed is my way of managing that challenge.
0: What do you think is important for more women to join the tech industry, especially as leaders? Two words, representation matters. Do you and how do you speak with your female and male colleagues about
1: DEIB, for example, salary gaps and promotions? I share articles. I mention DE&I when I'm at conferences, when I'm talking. I'm a UN woman this year, so I've been sharing the stories of others and just really highlighting it whenever I can.
0: There are many public and internal discussions about the barriers women face from reaching higher position in the tech industry. How do you feel it has affected and is affecting you? And what is your advice on how to best unblock these roadblocks?
1: At one point in my career, I was still, you can't go for a role because you've got children. There's no room for you here. Shocking. And the way in which I dealt with that was to leave because there is nothing that you can do to fight against that. But I do share these stories because it does happen. And also, I'd also say being paid less is something that I've come across quite frequently. And I always do manage to find out what others are being paid. And unbelievably, there's always a good excuse. And I put that in quotations as to why you aren't being paid the same or more. And I think it's the challenge to move on and take your skills with you if you're not appreciated. A lot of
0: communities work on helping women learn to code. And also a lot of companies spend lots of marketing money attracting women to their companies. However, the tech industry finds it hard to especially retain women. What is your best advice or strategies for how companies can work to build a stronger corporate culture that engages gender diversity and equity?
1: I'd start with very honest conversations, to have mixed panels and not to use that excuse of we couldn't find anyone like that. Really, really bad excuse. To have clear career progression pathways and speak to your employees and ensure people are feeling valued. The value piece is really, really important.
0: Why and how do you think companies would benefit from having workplace gender diversity and equity, especially better gender representation at sea level?
1: You would see greater creativity, innovation. I think you get different ways of thinking and seeing problems and different solutions. You won't get an echo chamber of ideas. You'll get that diversity of thought. And how much do you think the tech industry
0: has changed regarding this subject since you joined?
1: It's getting better, but there's still a long way to go. I'd say, for example, for things like maternity and for parents, I'd say those things are still need addressing. And also in terms of what constitutes a working week. And I know many companies are experimenting with four day working weeks, which I do feel is very welcome. But if you look at adverts now, they're still always in the main full time. And that's a barrier to entry.
0: Looking back on your career, what one thing would you have changed in your working environment
1: to break the bias? Back to childcare, accessible childcare and affordable childcare. That was a struggle. I'll manage that. But that need for childcare to support working parents is really important. Looking
0: forward, what will you do as a leader to improve the bias for the next generation of women in tech beyond the amazing work you're already doing?
1: A few things actually. So speaking and always mentioning D&I and, and also through my children's book series, I, which I crafted during the pandemic, I'd like to inspire a generation of young girls and young boys also into STEM careers. So I seek to. Basically, normalized technology as something we can talk about. It isn't to be feared, but it's actually, it's here. It's affecting all of our lives, our communities, our societies. And we really just need to talk about tech in like a bedtime story, really.
0: Let us move on to another hot topic in business today, which is work-life balance and mental health. I'm sure that you have, without a doubt, a busy lifestyle. How do you take care of yourself to maintain good mental health?
1: Jasmine, mental health is so important. So check in with my thoughts on a daily basis. When I awake in the morning, how do I feel? And it's really important to acknowledge how you feel. And then I have a good exercise regime, which I've always maintained. And that's going for a walk, a short walk, or a long walk, or going to the gym. I'm really into exercising and freeing myself of distractions, such as the mobile phone when I'm in the gym, so I can get more thought. Uh, I disconnect. um, And sometimes a little bit of meditation, and that links into that self-awareness piece. What do I need right now to help me to function effectively today? Have you ever
0: experienced burnout?
1: At one point, yes. I did take some time back. I stepped back. I made priorities in my life. And that's why I recognize if I'm doing too much. Before a complete burnout, there are lots of other flags along the way. So just that awareness of how do I feel today? What is your best
0: advice on how companies can create more mentally healthy workplace in a new now?
1: I'd say flexible working and back to that childcare thing, which really affected me early in my career. And also they could possibly give access to coaches, to mental health experts as part of an employee benefit package.
0: What motivates you every day to get out of bed?
1: A feel-good factor of making a difference.
0: Now, let us wrap up with a few words of wisdom and piece of advice for our listeners. What is the best piece of advice you've been given that has helped you during setbacks in your role and career?
1: Have a career plan. Know where you're going or where you'd like to go. Not everything is a straight line. Be prepared just to turn off left or right or wherever you need to go, but have a plan of some sort.
0: And then what is the worst advice you've ever been given and how did you tackle
1: that? Stay home, you're a mom. I left the company after that.
0: Is there something you wish you would have known or a skill you wish you had when starting out in the tech industry?
1: Yes, networking. It's really important to know how to network effectively. That's online and in person. So when I started out in my career, online networking wasn't really a thing, but now online networking is very important and face-to-face has always been important and still is absolutely those two things.
0: If you had the ability to go back in time when you were just at the beginning of your career, what advice would you give to your younger self?
1: Believe, banish self-doubt. Really do believe in yourself.
0: What advice would you give to young girls and women who want and trying to break into STEM fields today, especially wanting to become next generation
1: leaders? Get a mentor, get a coach. Be part of networks. Your personal learning network, your professional learning networks are very important. I would be lost without my networks. Get your networks. Last but not least,
0: what is next for you in your role and career in tech? What are your career aspirations?
1: Greater recognition, to publish more children's books, to collaborate with others such as yourself today, with, and to grow my multiple businesses, my three lines of consulting, authoring and coaching.
0: Beverly, thank you so much for being a guest on the Queens of Tech podcast. Sharing your journey will, without a doubt, inspire change
1: and reshape company culture for the next generation of women in tech. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Thank you to everyone who's listening to this also. I've really enjoyed being interviewed today.
0: Thank you for listening. If you have worked in the tech industry a minimum of three years and would like to share your journey, please nominate yourself or somebody you know to i at jasminemoradi.com. For more podcast episodes and to learn more about the Queens of Tech initiative and to support us, visit queensof.com.